It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're not even in June yet. We haven't even hit June 1st yet. And all it took was a press conference to get this city lit up to forget about Aruba tomorrow. Junior's insults and the hopes and dreams of the Philadelphia 76ers draft coming up. In fact, it's all chip all the time as the Philadelphia Eagles resume its OTAs and everything else that comes now looking ahead to the Philadelphia Eagles season. And it is our pleasure as we go to the Comcast Business Hotline, bring in Brandon Lee Gowton, the manager, editor-in-chief, Bleeding Green. You can follow Brandon on Twitter, at Brandon Gowton, Bleeding Green Nation, at Bleeding Green. Brandon, Aton Shander, thanks for the time today, man. Hey, thanks for having me. What did you make of the press conference? We ha- we carried that live, and, and I was on, and, and I came right out. And I, it was all motion, and I wasn't trying to sell anybody that, you know, this team's now going to make the Super Bowl or that um, more belief in Sam Bradford as a QB. But just coming off of that, listening to it, it, it felt great. Like, I felt entertained. I got some raw emotion from Chip. What was your impression of the of the presser? Yeah, anytime you get to hear Chip Kelly talk, it's, uh, it's always a treat. You know, he's a very funny guy. Very entertaining. Uh, that's why I think some people complain he doesn't speak more often. You know, it's always a it's always a pleasure to listen to him. Uh, he touched on a lot of stuff, you know, because it's been a crazy Eagles offseason. There's so much to talk about. Uh, there's position battles everywhere. Who's starting at corner opposite of Byron Maxwell? Who's starting at safety? Uh, Tim Tebow, Sam Bradford's injury. There's so much to get to. Uh, LaShawn McCoy's race comments. There's just so much to get to. And I thought he did a good job of handling everything, especially the race comment uh, question. Uh, I thought he did that pretty well. That was a big one going in there. Uh, overall, just you know, always interesting to hear from Chip Kelly. Yeah, as far as the comments from Shady and, and then the comments that Chip made in the presser, uh, I would say, first off, it seems like that door is now shut. And second, the one thing that jumped out at me, maybe more so than him just coming out saying, no, Shady was wrong, was just how quickly he dismissed any notion that he would have to go into this team now and address that. Right. He has a confidence in himself, and he knows his locker room. He knows if, if there was an issue, I think he would address it. I don't think, you know, from the outside looking in, maybe media says he has to address it, but you know, maybe it isn't an issue in there. And we saw that 
with players after practice like Malcolm Jenkins and, and Fletcher Cox saying, you know, that really isn't an issue inside the locker room. So if there's nothing to address, you know, what, what's he supposed to say? What about the, the quarterback issue? And, and Bradford, I know, is going to be involved in this, but one thing that I think came out early was saying, or at least the suggestion, Brandon, that this is an open quarterback competition. And on the other side, we have the guy we all expect to be the starter, not physically healthy. So if Sam Bradford's a 100% healthy, and I know that even hypothesizing with Chip is near impossible, but let's assume that there's no injury issue with Bradford. Do you really think that this is an open competition? I really don't think it's an open competition just because you, know, you traded a second-round pick for Sam Bradford. You're going to pay him $13 million this year. I mean, that's not a guy you want on the bench. He would have to be, if he was healthy, he would have to be playing really, really badly to, to not be on the field. And Sanchez would have to be really, really good, which I just don't see happening there. I, I really think, you know, this is just Chip really posturing here. I really don't think this is an open competition like it was when, Nick Foles and Michael Vick were competing in 2013. What about Sanchez and, and even Tebow? Because I, I know you, you got a limited uh, perce- view, really, of Bradford, and it was kind of difficult. I saw on uh, Bleeding Green Nation on, on your site there that he was running fine but then kind of walks off the, the field with a little bit of a limp. What about the throwing motion of Tebow, and, and how much did you really see of Sanchez? With Tebow, uh, wasn't great from what I saw early <laughs> on, but – but uh, to, to his defense, I mean, this is this is his first you know look on the field in a long time. He's been out of the league. Uh, Mark Sanchez last year was brutally, brutally bad in, in last year's OTAs and mini camps. So I think you have to give Tebow a little bit of benefit of the doubt there, adjusting to the system, adjusting back to the NFL. Uh, you know, he, he just really looked gun shy, kind of holding onto the ball too long. I think maybe as he gets more comfortable in the offense, it'll be easier to assess him. But as for Sanchez, you know, I thought he looked pretty good uh, last year. Again, he was just so bad in the spring practices. And this year, so much improvement, you know. He's not making these terrible decisions. He looks a lot more comfortable getting the ball out relatively fast. Looks, He's made a lot of progress since last year. Brandon Lee Gowton joins us on the Comcast Business Hotline. Aton Shanner, the all-new 97.5, the Fanatic. Yeah, just looking at that now, and, and you go back to Sam Bradford, I know that the negative, the biggest concern, clearly, obviously, is the health. But in the, since the time that he's arrived here, even through the NFL draft, Brandon, uh, what's the biggest positive that you look at with Sam Bradford in this offense? I think he's he's such a talented player. I mean, for as much as Nick Foles put up big stats in 2013, uh, I just don't think there was a, a ton to work with there in terms of just raw talent. I think Bradford, you know, has his great size. Not only that, but he also has real skills. I think he has a, a quick release, which is something we actually saw during practice on Thursday. For as much as he really wasn't throwing a lot, but in the opportunities, you did get to see him get rid of the ball. He gets it out quick. It's an accurate ball. Uh, I just think he has a lot more natural talent there, and that's what I think Chip Kelly saw. And that's he's looking at a guy who's like, I can work with this. This is something I can I can develop, and I can get the most out of this. And I think, you know, it's it's going to be tough again because <laughs> the injury just just staying healthy and everything. But I think there's something worth looking into there. Well, I know now, especially since no Evan Mathis, that the offensive line becomes an even greater concern. You go in there with Mathis, you go in there, right, as the oldest unit, and now you look at depth issues because people need to move over just to fill that hole, and then it opens up more holes. So looking at that just mainly as a general concern, it looks like it's now jettisoned up to the top. 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting how that's playing out. Uh, definitely not good for the Eagles with Mathis not being there. Again, these are voluntary, so he doesn't have to be there. But there's, you know, is he going to come back? Uh, they they have min- mandatory mini camp in mid June. Well, if he d- doesn't show up, he'll be fine. So I imagine he'll be there unless something happens in between that time. But yeah, with him out, you know, Alan Barbary is at left guard, and he was your swing tackle off the bench the past two years, except you know when he was forced into action when Lane Johnson was suspended last year. And, you know, he's a guy who's been around the league, but do we really know that he's that great of a starter? I mean, he's a big question mark. And then you have Matt Tobin at right guard, who is, the team is high on. And, you know, I think he showed some potential in the preseason the last two years, but he, he struggled in the regular season last year. He was a little banged up, but he got replaced by Andrew Gardner. So these are far from proven guys. And then, as you said, when you're forcing them to move up, then the depth behind them is even getting more depleted. So it's definitely a concern there. All right, what about the other side? We hear Earl Wolf still banged up, still dealing with an injury, and it looked like Walter Thurman, according to Chip, would have that skill set to move inside at safety. And not to say that people were ripping that, but uh, as you can imagine, it didn't necessarily sit well as far as reacting to that. Yeah, I talked with Thurman after practice, and uh, from what I got from him, he's really never played safety in the NFL at all, not even in college or high school other than practice he said he's, he's practiced there and done some work with the scout team and things like that so he kind of knows the position a little bit but you know just having no game experience that's a huge question mark and during the first team drills on Thursday Chris Maragos is running uh, alongside of Malcolm Jenkins and you know, he's probably not a guy you really want out there more of a special teams player so the safety position is still a big question mark because you have Earl Wolf and some people are you know interested to see what he can do but He's, he's, you know, he's battling injuries all the time. So there's really no clear answer there. And it's going to be interesting to see who steps up and takes that position, if anyone, or if they kind of just have to give it to someone by default. Brandon, I wanted to go back and, and do a couple of big picture things on Chip Kelly. This week, I, I think we all saw the magnitude that Chip is having, not only in Philadelphia, but on the NFL locally, just completely removing Ruben Amaro Jr.'s comments from the map, which is at least a two-week story, to say the least. And then we see uh, MMQB talking to all these different great football minds, trying to see what Chip can be in the future. What's your reaction to just how overwhelmingly popular and fascinating of a character Chip has become? Yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, you go to OTAs on Thursday, and, you know, I'm I'm sitting down in the press conference, and it was was just hard to find a seat because there's so many people there. And I was sitting in the tent there waiting for him to speak, and I'm actually starting to count the people. I'm like, there's just a crazy amount of people here. And there are at least 55 members in the tent itself, and I don't think I was including, uh, or including cameramen in that. I heard the Eagles said there was at least 105 media members there, and that's just insane. Because you think about that, and there's only 90 players on the roster, so there are more media members than there are even players. And that's all because of Chip Kelly. It's just all not only because of him and w- when he speaks, but just because of what he's turned this football team into with such a crazy offseason of getting Sam Bradford. Uh, DeMarco Murray, Tim Tebow, all of these things. It's such a complete opposite of last year when they kind of took the 2013 team and kind of just carried it over into 2014. You know, this team is now Chip Kelly's making. It's, He's the guy assembling it, and I think everyone is interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, and I don't know if that necessarily goes away. Let's say if they have a quiet offseason next year, I think it just turns into what's he thinking? When's he going to drop this big bomb on us? You know, something is going to happen, even if realistically nothing could happen. I, I think that's where we're at with Chip. Yeah, it all goes back to uh, there was a quote from an ESPN article last year from a 
an anonymous general manager, and it, it was something to the effect of, he really just doesn't care what other people think, and I think that's true, and I think that's something that was highlighted in his press conference. You know, he believes in himself. He has a, he has a great self-confidence, and I think that's all that matters to him. Awesome stuff. Brandon Lee Galton, Bleeding Green Nation. Again, bleedinggreennation.com. Appreciate it, man. You do a great job. Big fan of yours. Thanks for hopping on, man. Hey, big fan of yours, too. Thanks. Hey, hey real quick. You know, I, I know we haven't met in person, but James Seltzer, a mutual friend of ours, a producer here, he's telling me you're 6'10", dude. Are you going to try out for the Sixers this offseason or what? 6'9", but hey, might. Yeah, listen, they, they could use some, uh, somebody who could stretch the floor. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Sure thing.